The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King, Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty. Thank you very much and welcome to episode 143 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast, The Boys of Tech. This episode is for week beginning Monday the 21st of November 2011. There are three hosts in the house right now. I'm Edwin Herman. I'd like to introduce both Brett King and Alec Doughty. Welcome along to you both. Howdy. Howdy. So how was the week for for both of you guys? Uh, It was Skyrim. Skyrim was my week. Every moment that wasn't at work or eating or doing the other things that a human does during the day was spent playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, I concur. Skyrim is an absolutely fantastic game. It's, it's, it's a very, very deep, detailed game. And uh, other than uh, my drink or duties and working, eating, sleeping, yeah, Skyrim has been my life. <laughs> it is thoroughly engrossing and you don't even notice how long you've spent on it. Mm-hmm. I've had a <laughs> couple you... of 2 a.m. Oh, it's 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, until you yawn and look at the clock and go, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> Another four hours is gone. <laughs> okay, this is the bit where I'm not supposed to say, what is Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> And we laugh at you and don't explain. And we, we laugh at you for having absolutely no idea about <laughs> one of the biggest computer games to come out in a very long time. I had to Google it. I did. I had to Google it. I Wikipedia'd it, actually. But you see, but see staring at me is Jimmy Wales. <laughs> Indeed. That'll he, scare anyone. He has, a, he has a personal message for everyone. He does. I haven't actually read it, but I think I know what it's going to be. Give us some money. Funding. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia is all done on donations. Yeah. And, and look, oh, absolutely. Look, I'm sort of saying this as if I'm sort of, uh, you know. Complaining about it. Yeah. But really, it's a good cause. So if it is. You, it's if a you very are, good cause. It, so if you have the means to and you is. use Wikipedia at all, donate. I think it's the best resource on the net. Yeah. It is. Eh? It is brilliant. Now, it's, it's not 100% accurate. It never will be. Uh, but indeed, you know, it, it provides a very, very good resource to give you a good grounding of of whatever it is you're looking up. Yep. You know, as I say, not to the detail necessarily, but at least it gives you a good. Like, I, I know that Skyrim is a game now, and it's available on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Microsoft Windows. If I didn't have Wikipedia, I wouldn't have found it so quickly. Ah. So there you go. Indeed. Now, like I say, the only thing is, right now, I have to put up with uh, Jimmy Wells staring at me. When I, whenever I look something up. But that's okay, I guess. I mean, he's allowed to. It's his site, isn't it? His baby. Well, it's his baby, but it's our site. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So we want to kick off the show with, I guess, a launch. Google Music was launched. What do you mean launched? Google um, Music's well, been out in beta for ages. Exactly. And that's it. It's actually launched official, so it's not in <gasps> beta anymore. It's the full, full product. Um, Ooh, and, and what that's... was actually launched was the music store this time around. So they've got some of the big labels on board. So we've got EMI, 
Sony Music, Universal, and heaps of um, smaller indie labels. Eight million tracks. So I think it's it, it's a good entry in, into this market for them to open it up to the main public in the US. Mm. One of the key features being that it's they're linking it quite tightly into the Android marketplace as well. So bringing yeah, well, that that's, music to the to their mobiles. That's how they're pushing it. They're pushing it as a, a as an Android focused thing that just has a, a web front end as well. Mm. So that they anticipate most people that use it will be doing so on an Android device, so, um, which yeah. is probably not far wrong. Yeah, yeah, it'll be quite right. Yep. Now, if you've already got an MP3 collection, you can upload that, right? Absolutely. So you, you can upload up to 20,000 songs to the Google Music Cloud for free. There are no ongoing monthly or yearly uh, subscription fees for this service, unlike the uh, Apple iCloud with iTunes Match which is $29 a year. So the Google Music offering is free, 20,000 songs, which is heaps. That is a lot of music. Yeah. But you do have to upload them all. You don't get... You so, do. so what what is a little bit different? And I guess uh, you're right, it is free. Uh, however, you know, the, the iTunes match that you pay for, what it does for you, it means that you don't have to upload your content, at least most of it will get detected, mm. and Apple will just pop a fresh copy in uh, for you. But certainly, if uh, th- there's nothing wrong with the service, I, I'm I'm really liking this Google Music thing. Mm, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the service at all. I think it's great. I, I have nothing to complain to, about. I want them to launch it in our market, in the Australian New Zealand market. Um, yeah. And I don't even care if the music store is not there. I, I want the, the locker. Yeah, I don't need licensing right. agreements to do the locker. No, you're, you're right, because... It's your personal space and you can store your stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, that is hurry up, Google. Mm. And it doesn't rely on streaming. Indeed. It Which has streaming for, capabilities, but yeah. you can download whatever songs you want offline. Yeah. And So yeah. If, if you're going into a, a, a no coverage area. Precisely. A flight or whatever. Or you're off bushwalking or tramping or doing any of the other outdoor activities that a lot of people in Australasia do. Visiting a hospital? Yeah. Visiting or if you're just to, at work in the middle you are of supposed to middle your building. You are your phones and everything off or put them into flight mode oh, or whatever that, when is you're it, at Is that what you mentioned? Hospital? Visiting a hospital. I was wondering where that came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do in New Zealand and Australia. We visit hospitals. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I see where you're coming from on that one. Yeah, with 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 devices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So places where where you shouldn't say? have your phone on. Indeed, where they don't want your phone broadcasting its signal or attempting to connect yeah. other signals when they're all with with the other equipment. Yeah, <laughs> precisely all of the other networks and stuff that are going on in a hospital. Edwin, you've gone silent. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to move on? Well, I think we've done that, haven't we? I think we've. I think you're right. Or we've done this story. Something else. Yeah, is there I something else clubbed. innovative or interesting about it? Other than that, it's it's now there and. No, I, I think I think we've. Well, it, it does have Google Plus integration as well. I think this is a key point as well. So, with Google Plus, what you can do is share a track that you've got in Google Music with a circle, for instance, and then everyone in that circle can listen to the whole track for free once. 
as a sample. So where, where iTunes gives you your 30 second or 90 second previews of, of tracks, Google Music does it slightly differently in that you can mm. actually listen to the whole track end to end once and then decide, oh, I'm going to buy it or... Yeah, but look, hey, uh, I, that's got to be hackable because how does it Well, know? it'll obviously stream only. Exactly. That is a streaming offering. So how does it base, how does it know that it's, uh, that you've because already listened to Because you logged into Google Plus. Because you're logged into Google Plus as, as you. And it's oh, yeah, you have to be logged in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, true. So that's how it does that. Integrated Obviously it doesn't stop people from doing streaming capture. But no. Yeah. If you're willing to put up with what streaming capture gives you at the end, then. Yeah, the down that that involves. Yeah, so for you. Well, um, I know, you could say yeah, in, in a, a lossless format. I think it's a, a it's a, a brilliant idea. It means that you've just found a, a brand new artist or a new song or whatever, and instead of me being able to get a 30-second clip of it, you can link it and I can listen to the whole song and go, yeah, Edwin, your taste sucks, and then <laughs> not buy it. But I can at least <laughs> listen to the whole thing. But, but then share one back at, at Ed and go, take this. Yeah, take there, this, there listen is- to this. This is real music. There is nothing wrong with the Cars and the Doobie Brothers and John Farnham and all that. The models and the Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've the never who. heard well, of the models. Wrong with the Who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> double entendre there. Oh, I like it. Very good. <laughs> is that what you're trying to trap me to say? The Who. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, look, can we move on? It's still on the theme of music, though. I saw a story there about a uh, – I hadn't heard of this uh, this company before, but a, a company called Redigi, which is a, is a company that has been set up specifically for reselling digital copies of music. Re- what? How, how? Exactly. How? Well, how okay, they- the, the idea how? is, so if I buy something, say, from – I don't know if it works with iTunes, to be honest. I haven't really researched it, but the concept is if I buy – a track from, from, say, iTunes, I give up my rights. Say I don't want to have this track anymore. I, get, I can give up my rights to listen to it on my computer. And it gets sent to Redigi. And Redigi makes a copy of it, and then they resell it to whoever wants to buy it at a, at a lower cost. This is just asinine and stupid as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, that's you, the- you, you cannot have a, a used market for something that's infinitely copyable. Yeah, for something that's digital. Well, there's DRM, what prevents though, I remember. The person, well, let's take iTunes, for example. A lot of iTunes tracks has no DRM. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's. So I big, download non-DRM we're not talk, track, what, copy, I, I don't think, and then put it up for sale on Redigi? Yeah, I, I don't think what, what they're talking about here is, is DRM specifically. It's more about you giving up your licensing Your license. Rights. Actually, you're right. It's yeah. not the DRM. Sorry, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's actually the license. But how do you, I know. How do you prevent that person who's putting up their, yeah, their track how, how you, from having a copy that they're still going to listen to? Yeah. Now, the story here is, isn't so much about Redigi itself, but it's actually that the RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America, is actually wanting to put a stop to this. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) If we can't get how Redigi's whole business model is supposed to actually work legitimately, it's not surprising that the RIAA has also had a ponder at how legitimate that business model is. Yeah, look, you know what I'm predicting? Redigi's going to disappear soon. (laughs) They're going to get How they could think they could do that in the first place? Well, yeah, I I know. Legal loopholes. Legal loopholes. Um, and I, I think this is, is similar. I don't know whether you guys heard about this, but there was a, a company doing online video in the US called Zadiva, 
who was sort of skirting the law in, in a, a similar kind of fashion where where the service was basically you can rent a DVD and a DVD player off-site and have stream that video to you directly. Oh, I see. Um, but the, the way they actually did it was they had physical devices at their end. So physical um, DVD players you're talking about? Yeah, physical DVD players and physical discs. There was, there was no digital Copy. AVIs yeah. or, or MP4s right. or copies of the music that, that it was streaming on. So whenever a stream was set up, it was one-to-one relationship with an actual piece of hardware. But even so, it technically fell within the scope of the law, but it still got shut down. Did it? But how, yeah. if it was... Te- yeah, how? Because other than being it, an incredibly it, man-intensive... Well, well, is there Back a robot process. for a start? Was there a robot that well, yeah. got the DVD? There, there probably was a robot as well. Yeah. It'd have to be. So you, you, cool. you couldn't have someone you know, put DVD number 374 on DVD player 62. <laughs> you can't, I can't see that happening. So you unless, have to, unless it was hosted in China. Or, yeah, or yeah, like low uh, wage economy, yeah. But yeah. it's probably a child, robot. Or it was in labor, your garage yeah. and it was your kid's job. Yeah, exactly. Child label. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't know. Did, you, did, did it fall foul of the law or not? You, wow. You're saying it or didn't. did it just not work? Well, no, it didn't follow the spirit of the law. It followed the letter of the law. And the judge that oversaw the case judged it based on the spirit of the law, not, yeah. So, oh, okay, right. Yeah. And it, it was a very sort of grey area anyway that was open for interpretation and it just, the interpretation fell on the wrong side of Zediva. So they closed down. So I can see the same thing happening with Redigi. Absolutely. Now, have you guys seen these strange patterns that have been all over the news sites recently on Google Earth in China? I, I had not seen this in, in, until you um, shared the story. You should definitely check these out. It was all over the news uh, this week on the tech news sites. So these strange patterns in China coming up. Yep. I'm looking at them now. And one of the pictures just looks like a whole bunch of runways. A whole bunch of runways? Really? I- I've never seen runways that look kind of like a, a stick figure person or a fish or yeah. that one. A stick figure person. A per- seahorse. Hey. I can see a seahorse and a fish and a stick figure person who's obviously a male. Are uh, you looking at the squiggly one on the on the main the main page? I I looked at the other images as well. There's one that looks like a a square with a whole lot yeah. of straight Triangles lines. Triangle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one definitely looks like they're trying a a new sort of a possibly zen inspired layout for a town. Yeah. It's almost like a, a new, yeah. It's almost like then, a city block. And then there's a Stonehenge-type one mm-hmm. where there's all these things in concentric circles laid out, which is really weird. Mm. Well, that yeah, one. Yeah, the, the concentric like one, yeah. It really does look like one of those blast tests. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I think where you have different objects placed at different intervals yeah. out. In yeah, I think that's what that is. But aren't there some planes there in the middle? Well, yeah. target. Well, it looks like planes. They could be scrap. Mm. They oh, could they, be they could be models. That have been put in there. Well, not models, but you know, derelicts. Yeah. yeah, ones that have been put in there, and that's going to be the target. And it's like, oh, I we'll see. see what, yeah. We'll see what happens to the planes 
once and, the explosion occurs. And then there's this other one, which is like a, a runway that's pale blue. Yeah, that's the one that I was talking about. In- like- interestingly enough, if you zoom into the, the P a little bit there, there's what looks like a whole bunch of blue balloons right next to it. Yeah, yeah. Where are you looking? The green oh, coloured thing. The arrow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> almost. almost yeah. I, I was meaning the, the, the whole diagram rather than the arrow. But yes, the arrow is as well green. But if you look to the right of that about an inch, there's what looks like a, a whole bunch of blue balloons. Oh, yeah. It's weird. What's going on there? What are they doing? That's what everyone's talking about. Indeed. Yeah. They must have used a lot of blue paint. Indeed. And Razine must yep. have done a, a lot of business that day. No, no, no. They wouldn't have gone through Razine. They'd have had their own. Dulux. No? Oh, their own Chinese yeah. blue paint. <laughs> so people are sort of saying, you know, well, what is this? Are these uh, military installations? They probably are. Oh, probably. But if, if they're really and, bright, easy to hit targets. And, and if so, <laughs> what are they being used for? Especially the runway thing. Like, mm. well, not the runway one, actually. Sorry. The one that's a crisscross straight lines, like like a town being planned in a weird way. It's a weird Over town, what looks like a river. Is there a river in there? Going right through the middle of it, it looks like. If not a river, then then uh, a runoff path going right through it. Mm. Yeah, that's really weird. So anyway, people are talking about this and all sorts of speculation going on as to, to what it is. I guess we'll never know unless we travel there, but you probably wouldn't want to do that. It's probably heavily, it heavily guarded. Photoshopped. Well, you know what? It has been suggested that perhaps Google Earth images have been hacked. Yeah. Could be. Could be hacked. Could be a bizarre processing glitch. Yeah, could be. Could be. Could be all kinds of things. The astronauts the, having I've, fun with filters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so who knows really what, you know, are we seeing what we really are seeing? Or, well, we are seeing what we're seeing. That makes no sense. But what yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah. What is it that we're seeing? Yeah. And where did it come from? Exactly. Yeah. So Let there you the go. Conspiracy theories commence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have some ideas of your own. And in fact, if you want to share them with us, you can leave some comments on our website, boysatech.com. Moving on to South Korea's plan to block spam. Their idea is to basically block port 25 on oh, ISP yeah, connections. Such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like saying, you know, we really want to prevent car crashes, so let's block the roads. Or let's prevent malware on websites by blocking port 80. Yeah, yeah, because then nobody would be okay, able to get to a website Hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Let, let's, let's just put some parameters in here. What they're talking about is your own ISP connections – so they're not talking about the whole of Port 25 everywhere in South Korea. What they're saying is that if, you know, if you're on ADSL, for example, your computer does not need to talk to Port 25 other than your local ISP's uh, email server. So yeah. they're talking about blocking it at the, uh, at the ISP's router. Exactly. Not yep. internally. So you can connect to your own ISP's yep. mail servers. Yep. But not see that would break for me because I actually host my own mail server remotely, and if if this was enforced for me, I would not be able to access my mail. 
Yeah, and lots of businesses will be running their own mail systems. Yeah. Small businesses will be, even small businesses will be running their own mail systems. So it's a really just silly idea. Yeah, it's not the best idea. And the other thing to remember is that it, that would only anyway block locally generated spam. It's not going to block incoming spam from Russia or America no. or anything. Exactly. Mm. Although apparently... South Korea is the second largest yeah. source of spam. Yeah, that's true. I, I saw that as well, actually. So, I, you know, I, I think I wouldn't write this off completely. It's not right in its current form, but perhaps, you know, maybe it's, they can sort of, I don't know, tweak it or something. I don't know. I wouldn't write it off completely. I think, well, I think they're, they're just tackling it from the wrong direction. Mm. Instead of trying to block ports, because all that's going to do is, is stop people who are already using those sorts of things, businesses with their own systems, all that sort of stuff. It's not going to prevent the spammers who will just have their machines sending it out via relays over a different port. Yeah, that's true. They can just set up their own relays. Yeah. yeah. So, so all you need all- is a relay that's accepting stuff and sending it out through a legitimate port 25 in a different country outside of Korea and have all of the yeah. Korean computers that you're already infected yeah, sending all of their spam yeah, out right. through a different port number. Yeah, that's it's right. It's not going to stop yeah. the problem at all. It's you're right. just... It's just the, the, well, shifting it. What you could do is do deep packet inspection. So block it based on, you know, is this SMTP traffic, whether it's port 25 or any other port number? And if it is, then, you know, uh, that, that would at least be a step better. But it's, I... I, I but gr- once again, you're still, still being the same. blanket there. You're still going, yeah, I know. well, is this spam, is it not? No, I don't care. It's email. I'm stopping it. That's all it's doing. They should instead yeah, be looking at ways to prevent the machines from, you know, lower the incidence of infection on the machines in Korea. This is like using a hammer to crack an egg. Yeah. Maybe we should be educating people and convincing them, don't become spammer. That's well, it's not just that. It's educating people to protect their computers from oh, malware. Because it, it, that's it's the, all the biggest thing. The, the slave machines that, yeah. that are doing it unbeknownst to the user. Because they've got malware. You're never going to stop that, you see. Well, yeah, you're never going to stop it, but you can decrease it with proper education and with proper, you know, teaching people to have their machines download updates and have an antivirus, have anti-malware protection on your computer. Particularly if you're on a Mac. Yeah. Oh, now, now. There's like 10% of, only 10% or something of Macs have have. Because far too many people still think that the old adage of nobody writes viruses for Macs is still true. And it's not. That's true. That is true. I run antivirus, I run Sophos, and I'm very happy with it. Good, good. Then you get a tick. (laughs) I do. You get to have a a a silver star. star. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You don't get a gold star because you've got a Mac. You get a silver star. Oh, now, where's Cam? I need Cam on the show to back me up. I can't fight (laughs) you two on my own. A chrome and glass star. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't use the word chrome around here. It's a dirty word. (laughs) <laughs> in the Mac world. <laughs> okay, fine. Brushed aluminium. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Good. Now, look, we kicked off the show with some music stories. I want to finish the show with some music stories. Over 200 music labels under a single distributor have decided to pull their music from streaming services such as Spotify and Napster. What do you reckon? It's an interesting move. <laughs> it, it is definitely an interesting move. The distributor in question is ST Holdings, um, who, who basically are a U, UK indie label distributor. 
And their stance is that it's seriously impacting their revenues of more traditional digital services while not providing a, an actual revenue stream or a decent revenue stream itself. So they've just gone, eh, pull a pin, pull a pin. So no, no more Napster, no more radio, no more Spotify. The thing is, if it's not doing well, that's what you do. You pull it. If they're not making mu- music, if they're not making money from it, well, it Pull could it. also be that those they're not putting in enough time and effort in advertising to get people to know about their exactly. artists to listen to them. Yeah. So just because you have an artist and you put them out on a streaming service you, and you expect some money to come back in doesn't mean you'll get any money back in if nobody bothers to listen to that artist. Exactly, yeah. It's so like, promotion is still important. Promotion is the number one key. It's something that far too many people forget about when they think of business models and they think of putting their product to market. I mean, they yeah, don't put it, enough money yeah. into advertising. You've got to get people to know about it for people to buy it. And if it's not very good, then people aren't going to. Exactly. How else did Britney Spears get so popular? Precisely. <laughs> and don't knock Britney. Oh, okay. All right. All I right. might have to make a YouTube clip. It's fighting words. A, a, a YouTube clip? Oh my God, Edwin! You're so out of it. A couple of years ago, there was a YouTube clip of a of a guy in was it a dark black you know dark eye makeup crying about people being mean to Britney Spears. No, that wasn't Britney Spears, was it? Yes, it was. Was it? Yes. Oh my God, Ed! It was during Britney's breakdown where she showed yeah, her head. Yeah, she, she had her breakdown. Oh no, no, I'm thinking. Okay, because there was uh, was it? I might have been Justin Bieber actually. There's, I think there's a whole whole heap like that out there. Another worthy possibly a lot of, of parodies off of that one because that one that was the original. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, back hey, where, to where, the where, where were we? Where were we? What were we talking about? So they've decided to pull them from these these streaming to focus more on what they call the traditional digital services, such as providing music out via iTunes and other music, digital music stores instead of these streaming services. But this is not an indication that Spotify itself isn't working though, is it? No, it's not an indication that any streaming media is not a viable service for artists. It is just that this particular distributor has decided that it's not getting enough money through this yeah. This method Channel. of yep. delivery, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was going to focus on the the methods of delivery which actually gain it more money, and so it's pulling at service, yeah, you know, it's pulling its provision to these streaming services. Wonder Just, if they signed up to uh, Google Music. Possibly, Just as an aside, yeah, well, they it would be what some, they yeah. consider a more traditional digital service. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good question. When you purchase the and, song, and, and this is mostly mostly indie labels. Under the distributor and indie labels made up the majority of the labels that actually signed up for for Google Music. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense from one perspective that just as Google Music is launching, a big distributor pulls everything from other streaming services. Mm. Just to... Wear my tinfoil hat for a minute. Well, yeah, could well be, could well be. Could now, be, could. I, I do actually have one more Spotify story to cover in the New Zealand section, which we'll do very shortly. But just before we do, going back a little bit to episode 137 of The Boys of Tech, that was the Steve Jobs episode. And we talked about becoming a donor. And I, I, I admitted I, I was not a donor. And you asked me, why aren't you a donor? And I didn't really have an answer. 
And I said what I would do is I'd go along and I would change my status to become a donor, and I've now done that. Nice work. So there you go. Nice work. Golf yeah. clap. Thank you. Do I get the gold star now? Uh, uh, with with sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You can put that on your license. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. All right, let's just take a very short musical interlude. We'll come back with the New Zealand Spotify story very soon. Welcome back. Now, there's a rumour that Spotify is going to launch in New Zealand and Australia early next year. Woohoo! Well, yeah. Yeah. We'll Finally. <laughs> It'll be neat for when you actually have a decent down speed, a decent connection. Or the cap. The connections are fine, I think, aren't they? It's more like the data cap we have here. Yeah. yeah like five oh, yes. gig a month or something, you know? Ridiculous. But the connections still aren't fine. The number of times things happen. Well, only streaming audio. Well, yeah, but won't it all be Akamai'd anyway? You'd you think it would be. You'd, Likely. You'd, well, you'd think. hope. You'd, think. you'd hope. You'd hope, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's still a rumour, but it's got some pretty good evidence behind it, seeing as they've actually set up staff presence already in Sydney. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, Cameron Colley, who's, who's not doing the show with us uh, this week, but he, you know, he's on our regular panel, I think he uses it quite a lot through a proxy, doesn't he? Currently, I think that's what he said. Um, yeah, probably. So that would mean he, you know, if this rumor comes true, he doesn't need to, you know, VPN into the US. Well, that's assuming, of course, that the Spotify that gets released in Australia has the same licensing agreement as the one in the US. Uh, uh, yeah, it could if, be like if, if iTunes, for- where they've got a different license system here, and so yeah. the music and- offering and the video offering in Australasia is just not the same as it is in the US from the yeah. US iTunes store. But so sometimes you might need to keep that VPN so that you can still get to the music that you actually listen to if it's that's not licensed for distribution down here. Yeah. And that's what sucks about the geofencing of licensing still. Oh, it's ridiculous. On. With digital We're distribution digital and digital delivery, the globe is the globe. It's not different sections anymore, yeah. not for digital. Maybe for physical distribution because it it takes a bit more to get to different places but for digital it's one region it's one zone it is the world come on people you're preaching to the choir brother (laughs) (laughs) just on the itunes thing though you're right there is a difference but it's actually not that big there there are very there are very few tracks that i found that i can't get on the new zealand store that are available on the uh on the american store yeah but iTunes has existed for how long in the Australian New Zealand market now? Um, Quite a long when, time. It, when it first launched, its offering was pitiful in yeah, comparison. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, uh-huh. And yeah. it's just taken a long time but to actually build up the, the relationships and the licensing deals. It's just, so, yeah, okay. It's just when you're drawing the comparison, I was like, well, you know, it's, I don't know, it's sort of 98, 99% there. But yeah, I know what you're saying. So Spotify might go launch, you know, the, the way iTunes did with a very cut down version. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but uh, this is all sort of uh, speculation at the moment. They haven't really made an official announcement, I don't think. But you know, people have noticed that Spotify were seeking Sydney-based sales managers, which yep. which kind of indicates that yeah, look, they must be setting something up down under. I mean, you know, why else would you do that? It's a good guess. It's a good guess. Or they might just be trying to tap into those skill sets in a different area of the world. 
Yeah. Maybe they've gotten bored of these people that they've been interviewing over in the States. And so they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get some Australians on the phones instead. <laughs> oh yes. Uh we are in a global world telecommuting. <laughs> what did you say, Al? Outsourcing to Australia. Outsourcing to Australia. I don't know. I can't quite see that happening the way your uh, Australian dollar's going. No. All right, look, that's pretty <laughs> much it for episode 143. Brett, want to thank you very much for doing the show with us. Always pleasure, it. And likewise, Al, thank you as well. Too easy. And we'll do it again next week. You've been listening to New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast, Boys of Tech. See you next week. Goodbye. Ciao. Later. First story or banter, but we've already bantered. I know we kind of did banter. <laughs> yeah. We've popped the banter bubble. I know. Indeed. What, we've what done we, pre-show what? banter. We have. We are spent. We are embarrassed about it, and we want to move on. <laughs> yeah, kind someone, of shyly looking down at the ground. Someone, <laughs> someone must have some some uh, something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs>